0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: question that Jay has asked, because outside of Dak Prescott, all those other dudes are heading to the playoffs. And believe it or not, Lamar and the Ravens right now are on the outside looking in. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including Joey Galloway, the great college and NFL wide receiver, to talk the playoff. That's in a half hour. He was right there on our show last night on ESPN, giving his thoughts, and he'll recap and look ahead. That's coming up in 30 minutes. So we're asking this morning on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, which NFL playoff contender is the biggest poser? I guess you could vote for the Ravens, because they do seem like they're skidding, but they're not in the playoffs, as I mentioned. They're the eighth seed, top seven this year. Make it. You can join us on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, 888-AESPN, Key J and Z on Twitter. Floyd Johnson Jr. has weighed in on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, saying everyone except the Chiefs. They're all playing for second place, hashtag Chiefs Kingdom. Jason says the choice that Jay made earlier today it seems like the obvious one, the Eagles, because they're 3-6-1. And, and a kid named Scott says Tampa easily. What do you think?
2: I was going to say, I was going to say, you know, because you, 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 you said Lamar and they're on the outside looking in and they play off. Blah, blah, blah. I was going to say, well, we act like Tampa Bay got it made. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got Kansas City this week after a tough loss going up against the Rams. And mm-hmm. I understand that, Tommy boy, we all feel good about it and everything. But, you know, you, you start losing to the Rams and start losing to Kansas City. And now doubt starts to set in about what you really are within the conference. I mean, that's, I'm just – Pointing that out there.
3: Where are they in the race right now? Uh, they They're in the are? fifth seed, I believe. Fifth seed right uh, now. But they, could, they, could right can now.
2: Go, they can go from five down to nine real quick.
1: They are the sixth seed at six the seed, moment. Let's seed. just run through the NFC. Obviously, the Saints are for real. The Rams, the Packers, the Eagles, which one of our fellows on the uh, Dr. Pepper Twitter feed mentioned. Seattle's at five right now. Tampa Bay is seven and four. Seven and four, sitting in the sixth spot. But give that loss to the Chiefs. Then suddenly you're seven and five. Arizona has the seventh spot at the moment. So the Eagles seem like the easy choice. Uh, a kid named Scott and a man named Keyshawn both said it could be the Tampa Bay Bucks. How about the Cleveland Browns? They're 7-3, and three, and I think for a lot of people, it's not the Baker thing. And I understand Baker is making the throws he needs to make. It's the, I just got to see it first. I, you, can, you can lead me to the water, <laughs> but until you drink in the playoffs, right? It's the NFL's longest playoff drought. They're 7-3. and three. They've done it. They've gone through a tough stretch. No doubt about it. They have portable the running game. But they're just sort of like, I just haven't seen it in so if you got a kid that's entering college, okay, if you got a kid entering college it's been a long this time. fall. They were born the last time the Browns made the playoffs. Okay? No, you know what
2: this is though, Jay? For for Cleveland Brown fans and people that follow, you know, the NFL, it's like the Clippers in basketball. Mm. They'll break your heart. You 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 know, every year it's like, oh, they gonna do it. Uh, Oh, they're gonna be all right, we got all these toys and these players. Oh, and that's how Cleveland is. Last year was like, oh, yeah, we're going we to roll Baker and, and OBJ and everybody it was like, ah. Oh. And then this year, you're sitting there, and they're sitting at 73, but you're like, uh-oh. Can they keep chopping away at it slowly but surely as you look to see where they're at? Now you kind of go, ooh,
3: can they Can they make the playoffs? Can they do it with this style? But, key it. It's always interesting when we compare external expectations versus internal expectations. If they do make the playoffs, which it looks like they're on track to right now, figure out what they have on their remaining schedule, pull it up. All right, you got the Jags. Titans to be a tough game. Who knows where the Ravens would be by then. Giants to be a tough game. Jets and All right, Jets and Steelers. It's going to be right there on the fringe. But if they do make the playoffs, isn't that enough? I'm glad how you slid in the Giants would be a tough game. That was real slick. Yeah, I, I always do. Um,
2: Wait, Wouldn't that it, be enough expe- for this team? The
3: expectations
2: is for us to make the playoffs yes. right now. That's our expectations okay. internally. We, and they're on track to do we, that right We now, right? look to do that. But we do need to win games to be able to put ourselves in that position. If we don't, now the questions come out about did this happen because you didn't trust the quarterback? Did you not Make the playoffs because you didn't excel at the quarterback position? That'll be the question that people try to put out there in I, the narrative. I don't
3: even think that's the question. I think that's going to be the fact, right? I mean, I, I think all. Maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that Baker has played decently this year. The game that Tony Rizzo. Uh, who we did an interview in the first hour reference, was against the Bengals where he threw for five TDs and he played out of his mind. And I respect and Let the them la-
2: come back, they won the game in exactly. the end. Exactly.
3: In the last couple of weeks, it's been really poor weather. They've been ground and pound. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, they've been doing their thing. I guess the question comes down to, Key, with the way you run the ball, with you, you, have, you have targets, you have weapons. I mean, OBJ being out for the year hurts. You still have Jarvis Landry and company. Uh, you have pieces. Doesn't Higgins it- is there. It ultimately it will come down to Baker Mayfield. Like, it's nobody else. I mean, Correct? I hate at the end to, of the day, I hate, hate to put, do that to him too because I love him. He's my boy. But inevitably, it's going to come down to that. I hate
2: to put all the pressure on Baker Mayfield in this situation. I really do. I think based on Kevin Stefanski and what they want to do from an offensive standpoint, they like to run the ball and they like to do play-action stuff. And in order to have Baker Mayfield be at his best, they have to run the ball. But I'm not also asking him to throw the ball 40 times. I, didn't, I don't want him throwing the ball 40 times. All I need him to do is make a handful of quality throws that will put us in position to score some points. If he can do that, then I think Cleveland
3: will find themselves in the playoffs. And when if Kareem Hunter or Nick Chubb get hurt? Excuse me? When if one of your running backs get hurt? Well, I
2: think if, if you lose one of those guys, you, 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 you'll, you'll be okay. You losing one. If you lose both, that's a different story.
1: Okay. We talked about the Bucks sitting in the sixth spot in the AFC right now. The Browns would be sitting in the sixth spot in the AFC. So seven and three for the Browns in the AFC at the sixth spot. For the Bucks, six uh, seven and three in the sixth spot in the NFC. Mark in California, you're on ESPN Radio. Which NFL playoff contender is the biggest poser?
4: I I say it's whoever wins the NFC East. Um, and as a matter of fact, there should be a constitutional amendment. If you can't finish at 500, whether you win your division or not, if you're 7-9, you don't and make the playoffs. You give that to a quality team. And maybe this year they should take whoever wins the NFC East and let them play BYU, um, <laughs> and, and, and everybody will tune in for that.
1: Good stuff, Mark. Thank you. Tongue planted firmly in cheek. Obviously no constitutional amendment. We still don't know who's going to win the Senate. Jeez. <laughs> just throwing that out there.
3: I wonder who would win, the team that finishes last in the NFC East or Alabama? <laughs>
1: <Stop>. <laughs> Where are we having this argument yeah, again? Yeah, no, we can't have even, this I'm, argument. I'm, we cannot have this argument. The worst know, NFL team of all time would whip the best college team of all time, and they could name the score. Okay, fair? I, I don't— Name the score. The worst team of NFL. Take the 0-16 the Lions. The the okay. 0-16 Lions. Be lines careful, Zubin. Could be the best college team you can ever think of. No,
2: I'm not going to say that. Yeah, I'm saying it. Because I mean, I'm also looking at the people that prepare the Lions or prepare the Jets to take on the best college football team ever.
1: Here's my rationale. I just, There's 53 guys in the NFL on a roster because they made the NFL. How many guys on even the best college football team you've ever seen? How many of those guys could even sniff the NFL?
2: But here's what I'm going to tell you.
1: LSU would like Everybody, I'm guys. A,
2: I'm going to be honest with you. Everybody on that 53-man roster, they should be in the NFL. Not every one of them. I don't give a damn what nobody say. Because there's some dudes on there that's some dump trucks that's there for a number of other reasons that shouldn't be. I'm just being honest with you. Whether whether guys that are in college had red flags and never got picked up, it's dudes walking around on the streets that played college football that should be playing on Sundays. But well, because they got other issues, they didn't make the teams or they got passed on for whatever reason. So when people make that argument about, the best college team of all times versus the worst college a pro team of all times. I'm like, man, you know, you got. I can point to a million dudes on these rosters. You're like, man, he shouldn't even be playing on Sundays. But because of, and I've played with a bunch of them. But because of certain circumstances, they get the opportunities to play.
3: See, Zubin, don't be so quick to dismiss my argument. I'm just, so just saying, OZ, but I understand what you're saying.
1: Right. Just keep in mind, people thought LSU was the best statistical team of the modern era last year. They had 14 guys drafted. There's 85 guys on the roster. 14 were lucky enough to be drafted into the NFL. That's a small percentage. Because
2: I would argue with you, one of USC teams under Pete Carroll, with Pete Carroll as the coach and Norm Child and all that and Lane and everybody, from top to bottom, they'll give a run for the money. I could name an Alabama team that would give run for the money. Right? Nick Saban over Adam Gase? Come on, man. Stop.
1: Okay, I'm
2: just, I'm just being honest with you now.
1: Fair enough. That's the X's and O's argument. I'll take the Jimmy's and Joe's argument. Jason in North Carolina, who do you got? Biggest playoff poser.
0: Uh, I'll try to make this quick. Uh, I've actually got one in these conference. I know Cleveland's a popular pick, but Cleveland can run the football and play defense. That actually travels. I think that's a lot of people hating on Baker. But yeah. uh, I would actually say Arizona and Tennessee. Because a lot of people forget that You know, Arizona is still a very young football team. That defense has kind of been playing above their head. And uh, Kyler's got his shoulder banged up now with five games still to go, and that's probably not going to be healed up until after the season. So I think that might be a problem, and especially when the intensity ramps up in the playoffs. And then if you look at Tennessee, they're missing Jack Conklin, their left tackle, their best-blocking fullback one of their best blocking tight ends, and that defense has
4: fallen off a cliff in addition to the fact that they're not really capable of airing it out for a shootout. So I don't think they can duplicate what they did last year.
3: I think that was the biggest part about Tennessee that I had worries about. Everybody knows that, you know, King Henry can pound the ball, but when they get behind Key, like they don't have they don't have the weapons to so all of a sudden try to catch up really quickly.
2: Well, most of the teams that have strong running games struggle in the passing game. That's why they run the ball so much, whether it's Cleveland – whether it's Baltimore, whether it's, it's Tennessee. When you look at that portable stuff, just take a look at the quarterbacks. It, it tells you everything right there. Mm.
1: Keyshawn and Jay Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Back to the playoff rankings.
5: Number 14, BYU, undefeated, sitting there behind three, two lost teams.
1: Because of the pandemic, we're
3: not comparing apples to apples from a resume standpoint.
1: Those last words from Jesse Palmer. He was joined by Joey Galloway, Kirk Herbstreet, Reese Davis, and all the crew for last night's playoff ranking show. I really want to ask Joey if his best Ohio State team was uh, better than his worst Seattle or Tampa Bay team. But instead, Key, you and Joey have a little bit of a common bond that people may not know. You two are an exclusive group of two when it comes to draft history.
2: Well, yeah, that would be right. I think we both uh, – According to uh, – uh, well, is it Elias?
1: According the to – The pro football pro reference. Pro football reference, Joey yeah. Joey we and were, Key. Go were ahead, We both Key.
2: traded to, uh, for two number one first-round picks when we got swapped. He went to Dallas from Seattle, and I went from New York to Tampa Bay. Then then we swapped teams. I went from Tampa Bay to Dallas. He went from Dallas to Tampa Bay mm. in a trade.
1: How about that? Good morning, Joey. <laughs> hey.
0: Good morning guys. I was trying to think where are they going with this? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know, Joe. Had, we just keep I going. I have a guess. I had no guesses on where that was going to end up. But that's interesting. I did not know that.
2: You uh, didn't you didn't realize that?
0: No, I had I had no idea.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that was no. that was the big deal. You know, they gave Joey for two, and he got the big bucks. I'm like, yo, man, come on now. Joey's setting the market.
1: <laughs> Speaking of guessing, Joey, I'm sure you can guess where I'm going to go first. Give me your reaction to last night's unveiling of the first college football playoff rankings. Uh,
0: not, I mean, I wasn't alarmed by anything. I, w- I was surprised. Uh, I was surprised that uh, that Clemson was at number three and Ohio State number four. Uh, But, again, that's not alarming to me. This is the first rankings, um, you know, and if you look at uh, the history of this thing, there's always been a lot of movement after the first week. So I don't get too bent out of shape about things. I think there's some other teams, uh, you know, like Indiana sitting behind, you know, a a two-loss Oklahoma, a two-loss Georgia sitting at number nine. You know, there's just certain things that sort of make you think uh, that's interesting, but I, nothing jumped off the screen at me like somebody got cheated.
2: Speed Demon, let me ask you this: How can uh, <laughs> BYU jump ten spots in the next couple of weeks to make it into the uh, first college football playoff rankings?
0: They got no shot. Um, and I, I'll be—I I was not as bent out of shape as some of my colleagues on the BYU uh, sitting at, at number fourteen, um, you know. Could they be better than 14? Possibly. But I don't look at BYU and think, you know, now there is a team that I strongly feel is a top five team. You know, I, they're good. Don't get me wrong, but I think a lot of these teams are good. And a lot of these teams have an argument for being, um, you know, a little higher than they are. So that's one that sitting at sitting at 14, it, it didn't uh, scare me as much as it did some other guys. Joey,
3: what are your thoughts on the trendsetter that you have been able to become by creating the terminology, uh, the uh, bunch of Reese Davises as a rallying cry for fighting Reese Davises as a rallying cry for Northwestern. And can Northwestern actually make the CFP?
0: They can make the CFP. And, and I thought I always want to look and see when the first rankings come out, the only thing I want to see is how many teams actually have a shot to get their from where they are and Northwestern sitting in number eight really opens the door for them to have a shot to get there. Now it's not going to be easy. Their next three games uh, should be very winnable uh, besides the fact they got to go on the road. They got Michigan state on the road this week. They got Minnesota on the road uh, the week after. And and that's the game uh, that would uh, scare me, you know, scare me a little bit if I'm Northwestern. And then the final game is Illinois. So they should be able to run that schedule. The hurdle is Ohio State and the Big Ten championship game. If they win that game, then they have as good a shot as anybody at getting in the playoffs. So I would look at the top eight teams and say that those eight um, could, could possibly get there. Cincinnati is going to need some help. They, they need some teams to lose ahead of them, but the, the stuff that they need is not uh, impossible. You know, they, they, they probably need Notre Dame to beat Clemson again. Uh, They would need Alabama to beat Florida in the SEC championship game. And so some of those things that they need are are absolutely possible to happen. So I think the top eight teams all have a shot to get there uh, and and a realistic shot. Keyshawn, J.
2: Will and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. So which team, Joey, outside of the top four has a chance to make it in the CFP, <clears throat> USC. Um, what do you think,
0: Key? <laughs> uh, hey, I, I would say, honestly. Speaking of USC, <laughs> and I'm sure you've seen your team, I am a little disappointed. In I thought that they would be a lot more explosive offensively. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, when, when you when you bring back guys like Saint Brown and Bonds and 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 Keaton Slovis at quarterback, 30 touchdowns last year. All the veterans you guys have I thought for sure that you guys would come out on fire. Now you're 3 and 0, but it hasn't been a pretty 3 and 0 and that hurts your chances getting there. I don't know that the Pac-12 right now has a a, a legitimate shot um, at getting there with, you know, it, it would have to be Oregon or USC and, and so I don't know that there's a legitimate shot that either team gets there now just because You guys haven't – it hasn't been pretty. You you guys are going to need a lot of style points, and and that really hasn't happened uh, out there. The team that's interesting to me is Florida, though, because with Kyle Trask and the way they're playing offense right now and their defense is, uh, you know, it it needs some help. But I I would say the same thing about Alabama's defense. I'd say the same thing about Clemson's defense and Ohio State's defense. But the way Kyle Trask is playing, uh, we might have a legitimate shot um, at seeing – Uh, A SEC championship game where, you know, it'll be 55 points to 60 points, but offensively Florida can hang with Alabama. So the SEC championship game could be very interesting and and could see a team like Florida knock off Alabama.
2: SEC bias once and live again. Three teams from the SEC are in the top six, but what conference to you uh, most likely can get two teams into the playoffs other than the SEC?
0: I think the easiest path for for two teams would be the ACC uh, simply because Notre Dame beating Clemson early in the year really sets them up. If they run the rest of their schedule and get to the ACC championship game and play a good game and lose to Clemson uh, with Notre Dame sitting number two and Clemson sitting number three, I still think that keeps both teams in. And so the ACC getting two in would would obviously eliminate um, a spot for, you know, maybe a, a two teams out of the SEC or or maybe even a Cincinnati or, or uh, you know, two teams out of the Big Ten. But I think it's very uh, – I, I would say that would be likely to happen. If, if Notre Dame Clemson play and Clemson has all their players, Trevor Lawrence included, um, I think Clemson will be favored in that game. So it's more than likely to happen that Clemson wins that and then the ACC would have the chance of getting two in.
1: Speaking of two, Joey Galloway is joining us. Joey, I'm going to ask you two questions, and you give me a one- or two-word answer. One will be serious, and one will be lighthearted. Serious, if I had a Heisman ballot and I voted Florida quarterback Kyle Trask number one, am I crazy?
0: You want a one-word answer on that? I do. Okay. (laughs) No, not at all.
1: And here's the fun one. You can go a little more than one or two words. We're asking okay. every single guest this, and I'm sure you'll be sitting down with your family tomorrow. You'll be back with your ESPN family soon enough here on Saturdays with Matt and Jesse. Enjoy watching you as always. Sweet potato or pumpkin pie?
0: Sweet potato. I've never been a pumpkin pie guy for some reason. I, I'm not a right. fan. Like I, don't like, I don't like cheesecakes. I don't like pies that you don't have to chew. Like, I want to bite something and, and have some texture to it and and pumpkin just doesn't do that for me
3: okay all right joe all man. right we're trying to see if it's yeah. geographical you know culture we'll try to figure this out it's been a clean sweep you know, i'm i i'm
0: an apple pie guy I, I will eat apple pie and i don't care what uh location i'm in in the country you got good apple pie i'm with that with uh, with ice cream though warm apple pie yeah, with right. ice cream man okay. you, you, you're making me hungry okay what kind
3: of ice cream though joe <laughs> what kind of ice cream <laughs>
0: I, I need I need anything in the vanilla range. Okay. It could be vanilla beans. It could be a lot. But I need warm apple pie with the ice cream melting a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Onto yeah, cool. the apple. I- yeah, just... You're dripping down on it a little bit that's what I need
2: yeah you ain't going anybody eating apple pie without ice cream you're wasting time that is that's <laughs> a waste of that's a waste of time man I wish somebody would slide an apple pie in front of, dry of me apple pie. without damn ice cream man please
1: that's Joey Galloway ala mode joining us this morning Joey happy Thanksgiving
2: happy Thanksgiving Joey. thanks guys Thank I you appreciate bye. it some dry right. ass apple pie without ice cream
1: and true to form for Joey, when he got it in front of him, he would eat it really fast.
2: He's oh, <laughs> the fastest dude. I'm you, the man, the fastest dude you ever seen. I knew Joey was fast not not his forty and combine stuff. We Well, played, you,
3: well you're forty. Oh.
2: Well, I ran four
3: four. I'm good. You I, ran. That, you ran that, a four. I'm Keyshawn Johnson, you ran a four four. As I,
2: as I would tell anybody, no one goes number one overall at a skill position if you cannot run. It does not happen. The NFL doesn't do that, Pierre. So. Trust me on that one. But what I was going to say is I knew Joey was fast because we had a guy named Aaron Glenn. Oh, Aaron yeah. Glenn was a four three dude. The old DB. Wow. The DB who's the mm-hmm. defensive back coach at the New Orleans Saints. Joey came in motion. Aaron followed him across. And when Joey came off the line of scrimmage and he had Aaron by like five yards, <laughs> oh. I was like, damn. With some other <laughs> words in there. Sure. Some holy the this and some holy that. It was crazy because I knew how fast A.G. was. Mm-hmm. And it was just like. This dude here, and I think that was coming off in ACL.
1: Yeah, his claim to fame in college and early in the NFL: fastest man in football, no doubt Uh, about it.
3: It's like Buddha Baker when he turned around after DK Metcalf. No, hold on, man. He was like, "I can't believe you just
2: tried. Try. You better stop falling into that narrative." About I couldn't
3: run. I, no, I hate I just, that. I just heard. Mo- I hate I just, that. I just saw multiple reports I online and people said that, that you ran like a four or five. I hate that. Four or five seven was the damn, exact number I saw.
2: It's a damn lie and I ain't going to let you keep selling it. I'm not selling it. I'm asking I'm you. I'm not, not going you. to let you sell that I couldn't run. Why are you becoming so sensitive because about this? Because I don't like this. that. Because I hate when people
3: start lying on me. So it wasn't a 4.5.7. That's what you're trying to tell Why
2: me. I didn't run no damn 4.57. They, lies, 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 and more lies. <laughs> Steven, ain't so stupid, but but what what I would say though is this: this narrative out there that you know it's like the narrative with you—you you can't hit free throws, right? It's one well, of those. I, I wasn't a great
3: free throw shooter, no, but you hit free throws. I know, but I wasn't a but great free throw shooter. I just say own is it. You
2: can't hit free throws. I
3: know, Keith. Just some people have no, said that you, run, that you ran—you ran I'm, like a tight nope. end.
2: No, I'm not going to live. Nope. they didn't say that. <laughs> well, here's what I would say. Now you're getting me to talking in third person. I don't care Uh about anything you're talking about and what about no damn break and none of that. No reads. (laughs) Now I'm getting ready to talk about myself in the third person. Look at my numbers and look at the quarterbacks I play with and look at what I did in the league. I I wouldn't change my career for anybody's except Jerry Rice's. Other than that. I don't give a damn. I'll stack mine up with anybody. Ah, you had, incredi- you had incredible, incredible stats. You just ran doing a 4-5-7. I'm a bad free-throw Doing do the, the break. I'm Googling it. Doing the do, 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 break, we're going to pull up some
1: film. Okay.
2: That's all I'm saying. Then we're going to pull up some film with you against Indiana, missing them free-throws. I know, man. And Carlos Boot. Never mind. <laughs>
1: After he pulls up, film of Gallagher. All right, so he is Gallagher. cool. Key is cool. He's, he's hot. We got to get him cool. No cool no, whip. I'm good. No cool whip. <laughs> cool no, whip. No, no cool, cool whip. No cool whip. Cool whip is good
2: on the right stuff. Okay, on the right stuff. You got to okay. have it on the right, like yeah. banana pudding. You like banana
1: pudding? Yeah, I love banana. Pudding. Okay, I, I you don't gotta know where
3: we were that. going with. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> go to break. break. I'm trying to get my show on air. Let's go. <laughs> gotcha. On the way. Raven Steelers. Thanksgiving night is the biggest opponent. Not Jeez. the Ravens or the Steelers. <laughs> is it a COVID outbreak for Baltimore? Our reporter who will be on the scene tomorrow night with the very latest. Next. Coach K, a- why
2: did Jay miss those free throws?
1: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your
2: ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more.
1: Good morning. I'm Zubin Mahanti here with your Sports Center update. The college football playoff rankings first edition are out. In first pole position is Alabama, to the surprise of nobody. Notre Dame in search of their first national title since 1988. Sit at number two. One loss. Clemson is three. Ohio State rounds out the top four. Just on the outside looking in is Texas A&M, a whisker better than Florida, who they defeated head to head. The highest ranked Group of Five team is the Cincinnati Bearcats. At seven, Bogdan Bogdanovich has agreed to a four year, $72 million contract. That's normally not something that we might hit in a Sports Center update for you, but this was long and drawn out. The Hawks finally were able to seal the deal after the Kings declined to match that contract offer. Our Bobby Marks front office insider tweeted something I've never seen before. The Atlanta Hawks have won the offseason in the Eastern Conference. And college basketball is back tonight. Jay's got the Duke gear swag going. 2K Empire Classic tipping off tonight on ESPN at the Mohegan Sun Casino in Uncasville, Connecticut. Arizona State and Rhode Island, Villanova and Boston College. If you're waiting for the Champions Classic, Duke, Michigan State, Kansas, Kentucky, that will be held next Tuesday. And SportsCenter is brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app and use code KJZ to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs. This week, with your first deposit, minimum $5 deposit required, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
4: We're getting some breaking news. This was just sent to me. It's a statement from the Baltimore Ravens, and I'll read it verbatim. Late last night, we were informed that multiple members of the Baltimore Ravens organization tested positive for COVID-19. Listen to this breaking news. Ravens running backs, Mark Ingram, and J.K. Dobbins tested positive for COVID-19. And those individuals immediately began to self-quarantine. We have started the process of contact tracing, and during this time, the Under Armour Performance Center will be closed.
1: The Under Armour Performance Center is the Ravens' training facility. And right now, the Ravens are under a ton of pressure. This is a gigantic game for them, third of three. The Lions are going to kick it off. Then we'll have the Cowboy game, as tradition has always been on Thanksgiving. And then it'll be the Ravens and the Steelers to take us home. Kimberly A. Martin will be covering the latter game, Big Divisional Clash. She joins us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Kimberly, uh, good morning. Uh, You heard what Mike Greenberg and Max Kellerman said there about the coronavirus and the COVID outbreak ravaging the Ravens. Um, Take me inside the COVID situation and how it might affect this game tomorrow night.
6: Well, good morning, guys. First off, we need to confirm the game will definitely be played. As of now, it's still on, but the Ravens all had to test again this morning by 8 a.m., We're going to hear whether there are more positive tests. Um, You know, Adam Schefter reported that there were five players and four staffers that tested positive so far. So we'll learn in a few hours maybe if um, more people test positive and and if that has any outcome on whether the game is played. I do think we will get a game. I do think I will be on a plane tomorrow uh, going to Pittsburgh. And the question now is if the game is on, Will the Ravens fly out today? They could fly out tomorrow. Um, But this is just, this is a team facing a lot of pressure, under a lot of pressure, under a lot of scrutiny. They've lost three of the last four. And if they lose to Pittsburgh, that would be three losses in a row. A lot of questions about this Ravens team and what direction they're trending in.
2: Kimberly A. Martin, what are the Ravens Hello, saying?
6: Hello, my friend. Yeah. Hello. Hello, good morning. How you, doing?
3: How you yeah, doing? This makes me so happy when you guys connect. It's great. I love it.
2: I just had to throw the A part in there and stress it a little bit. What, um, what are the Ravens saying about facing a 10-0 and Pittsburgh team without a couple of their main guys at the running back spot?
6: Well, it's interesting. We haven't heard much from the Ravens this week outside of Monday because yesterday when they canceled uh, practice, they canceled all media availability yesterday and shut down the facility. But on Monday, they had a walkthrough. We did hear from Mark Andrews, tight end Mark Andrews. And one of the things he said is he admitted our backs are against the wall. And and you understand why, because this is a team where – you know, they lost to the Titans. And after that game, Lamar Jackson said, it looked like that team wanted it more than us. You know, I, I Harbaugh downplayed that statement and said, you know, I think he's just, you know, in the heat of the moment looking for, for a quote to give you guys. But really, it comes down to fight and heart. and And teams don't, like the Ravens, to me, are no longer an AFC bully, right? They aren't that team that, you know, would steamroll you. Um, you know, you got you got teams on their logo. You know, pregame, I, they don't ha- they don't feel invincible anymore like they did last year. Um, I will say, you know, Big Big Ben talked to us last yesterday, and he said, "When was the last time the Ravens under Harbaugh lost three in a row?" Like I, I expect them, whatever players they have to come out and, and play us hard. Well, they did lose three in a row in 2018 under Joe Flacco. They lost to the Saints, the Panthers, and the Steelers, mm-hmm. and then they went into the bye week, and they turned the keys over to Lamar Jackson, and they won six of the next seven, and won the AFC North. So, I don't want to say that them losing three in a row if they lost would be the end of the world, but the way we're seeing the Ravens playing, it it is problematic and it is troubling because they don't look like the same team.
3: Kimberly, let's actually talk about Lamar Jackson. Whether it's him on the Rich Eisen show, you know, kind of giving a shot to Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator. Uh, just talking about hey, they're calling out our offensive plays at the line of scrimmage, if it's him blaming the weather, if it's him saying they wanted it more than we did, uh, what does this internally make the Ravens think about their quarterback after coming off an MVP type season?
6: I don't think it changes how the Ravens feel about Jackson. I think they are committed to him, they believe in him, he's still their leader as young as he is he he is their leader, he's the reigning league mVP. I think it makes fans. Uh, question him. Uh, I think the I think some of the things that he says, like it, it, it sounds worse sometimes when you hear the statement um, than, than it really is. I, I do think if you're saying that the Titans wanted it, wanted it more, I think any losing team can say that at the end of the game. I think it's an issue. It's definitely an issue. You need to be able to figure out how to close out close games because the Ravens, They're they're losing tight ones, and and that's a problem because last year they used to just put points on the board at will, it seems, right? Um, But I don't think the Ravens have lost any confidence in Lamar, and we haven't heard from Lamar this week, but I'll be honest. I did love his IG post the other day in which he said, you know, when this thing turns around, keep that same energy. I like it. The Ravens bandwagon, it's hella light right now, and you know why. But if you're going to put that on social media, if you're going to be the leader of this team, no matter the odds, the odds are stacked against them. They're going up against an undefeated division rival. But it's on you. You're the quarterback. You need to elevate the guys around you and make it and make it happen, no matter what.
2: Kimberly, you know I'm kind of silly a little bit here, but I want to get into your personal.
6: Just a little bit. Just a
2: little bit. bit. I know. I want to get into your personal eating space. Um, (laughs) Do you like cranberry sauce?
6: Okay, so here's the thing. So the cranberry sauce, it has to be the canned stuff. Don't give me any of that. There you go, girl. There you go. Whole na, 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 Get me the ocean spray and the there you go. ridges. There so you I go. To cut. I'm telling you, I went around the last
2: couple of days to like six stores and I can't find it. I just can't. I'm gonna keep looking, but I can't find it. And here's another one for you: sweet potato pie, or Pumpkin pie. I think I know where you're pumpkin
6: going. Pie. I'm gonna say pumpkin. Oh. Did I lose you? Did I lose yeah, did you? I lose? Yeah, oh damn! Yeah, that's an upset. Okay, you
3: assumed, Key. You assumed. Yeah, I did. That's upset. I, was, I
6: was almost in there. Now, now the door's been closed. I said, 16 okay, over a One."
3: That that rarely happens. <laughs> what? Why pumpkin?
6: <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. I don't love pumpkin or sweet potato pie? My favorite pie is apple pie. Okay. So, okay. if All that's right. how you really want to win my heart, then it's apple pie. But if if I had to choose, I would just go with pumpkin like cuz that that's just usually what's there at the table. But straight I'm, up, straight up apple pie? I'm working. Straight up apple yes, pie or I'm do you working. add anything so, to yes. it? Yes. Um, so my uncle who works at Yukon, he makes like an apple pie that like has like nine different kinds of apples and Yukon makes its own ice cream. And so that's what he pairs it with. And it is delicious. If you guys ever get Yukon ice cream, I'm telling you. Um, so, yeah, that's the only ice cream I will eat with my uncle's apple.
2: Well, I'm glad you with the ocean spray, though. I'm, we, we good now.
6: We <laughs> good now. Okay. I was, all, I was Ooh, nervous. Now. I thought
2: she was getting ready to tell me Ooh. homemade with the Ooh. berries oh and
1: all God.
6: that. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Throw that junk in the garbage. No. Yeah, all, all right.
1: right. <laughs> By the way, Kim, we're in Bristol here today. So if you want to bring that ice cream over from stores, we're ready to go. We're in Connecticut this right. morning. <laughs>
6: All right, I got you. (laughs) Safe travels
1: tomorrow. Hope you do get on a plane, and I hope there is a game. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Kimberly. You too, guys. You too. All right. Very hard hitting here. We're asking this morning on the Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin Nation. The initial question was, who's the biggest playoff poser? The question now has become, due to popular demand, which is the biggest playoff dessert poser, or just the opposite? Which is better, (laughs) pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie? All the important issues discussed every morning on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, 78.1% have said sweet potato pie. Yeah, ah,
2: it's a runaway. That's, that's what I thought. That's what I yeah, thought. It's a runaway.
1: It's in- what I felt in my heart. <laughs> including MRK Holcomb. Thank you, man. Hitting us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. With a controversial take, I mean, Stephen A. and Max aren't this bad. I mean, actually, with a little whipped cream, they're both kind of equal, so he's splitting the difference and not answering yeah, the question. Yeah, it's not really Just answer no. the question. It's, it's, not, not yes. it's not
2: even equal, though, in all honesty, but everybody has their own taste buds. Can so. I
1: throw something out for pecan? Nobody's mentioned pecan all day.
2: Well, here's what I would say. You see if it's, If it. it's If it's sweet potato <laughs> pecan, sweet potato pecan is a mixture, that's good. Straight up pecan, I'm good. I
1: can't. Right. Too sweet. Can the worst pie beat the best? Never, mind, never. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> on the way, more food for thought. Wait till you hear what Patrick Mahomes is putting on his Thanksgiving turkey. We'll fill in the blank with the answer and get the fellas' thoughts.
4: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens?
5: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: A loss for words? Not here. Fill in the blank.
1: Never here, fellas, indeed. We'll have a little fill-in-the-blank food for thought in a minute with the NFL's best quarterback. That's on the way. Hang tight for that. But first, pretty simple here. I'll just... Give a sentence and the fellows will fill in the blank. Speaking of QBs, fellas, the Bears are back off the bye. They got the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night football. NFC North rivalry resumed. Fill in the blank. Should start at quarterback for the Bears Sunday evening.
2: Mitch Trubisky. If he's healthy to go and Nick Foles is healthy, they go back to Mitch Trubisky. I'm, I'm desperate right now if I'm Matt Nagy. I have nothing to lose. I might as well go back to the guy that had me three and zero, and hope that my defense plays as well as they did when we went to the playoffs, and Mitch Trubisky was the quarterback.
3: Let's go down memory lane. Let's go to the time when Ryan Pace traded from number three to number two to Mm. select Mitchell Trubisky, and then John Dorsey traded to the number ten pick to select Patrick Mahomes. Might as well go with the guy that you traded to go up for.
1: So, are you saying trading up for Patrick Mahomes better than trading up for Mitch Trubisky? Yeah. One would assume that's a, that's a tough one. Bears fans are never going to let that one go. Never let it go. The college football playoff team currently outside the top four. So it's Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio state outside of those teams that will rally to make the college football playoff is fill in the blank.
2: You know, I'm going to be a homer. (laughs) I don't care what anybody says. I'm pulling for USC to do it. I'm pulling for them to not have close victories play more like Utah and less like against Arizona state and Arizona in the end. And and if they do that, then I think because of the brand, the USC Trojan brand, which is worldwide, that they'll get the opportunity to be in a college
3: football playoff.
1: And Jay, they sit at 18 at the moment. SC at 18. What do you got? I'm going to go
3: Florida. Mm. Crazy year for Dan Mullen and company. Uh, but Kyle Trask is playing out of his mind. And look, the, it's going to be an interesting pass. you know, they, Kentucky coming up next Tennessee, LSU uh, on that bye week. They're going to fill in, and then uh, we'll see what happens with Florida.
1: It's a great point. Remember, A&M is ahead of Florida, but AM is not going to get another crack at Alabama. Exactly. Florida will in the SEC championship game. And Jay mentioned Florida and Kentucky this weekend. Last year when these two teams played on a Saturday night, you know what happened? Felipe Franks got hurt. Kyle Trask came in. Boom. And the rest is history. Florida and Kentucky meet again with Trask in the Heisman Trophy Conversation. All right. The best head coaching spot for Chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, said to be the top offensive play caller in the game, looking for that first head coaching job. Chief offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, best head coaching spot for him would be fill in the blank.
2: I would say the Houston Texans uh, because they have some pieces in play already. There is a quarterback there that's under contract. They got some receivers that can play. They can retool certain parts of the defense. You keep J.J. Watt around a little bit longer, and you just kind of build from there. I, th- I, think, I think that's the best spot for him because some of these other places, I'm not going there to try to rebuild the Jets. I don't want to be in Chicago if that becomes available. I mean, it's just I don't, do I really want to be in Jacksonville if that becomes available? I mean, like, think about it.
3: I, I, I would agree with Key on the Texans. I will say, though, uh, depends on how much money the Jets Throw out.
2: Well, it depends on if the Jets becomes available. It's not available yet.
1: Opposite word, yet.
3: <laughs> yes. I just had to laugh at
1: that comment. <laughs> all right, here we go. Speaking of laughing, some of Wait, you made wait, hold on, hold on one second. Good.
3: Also, Detroit, are, are if say, it becomes available. Yeah. Are you saying there's a chance? No, I'm just saying if it Gase? becomes
2: available, I don't want to right. fire somebody before they get fired.
3: Okay. That's all. You're a good person. Go ahead, Zubin. It's the holidays, it's I know. Thanksgiving. We have a lot to I'm be like thankful for. I'm like Adam Shefty. For. I
2: don't want to fire anybody before the holidays. I'm just saying. I'm
3: thankful that there's going to be a new coach in New York for the Jets, considering all my friends, Evan, is a Jets fan. I want to see him actually be happy for one time in his life.
1: Yes, you did mention Detroit, hot seat, Only craziness once. going in. How about six. his
3: football team, Keyshawn?
1: <laughs> Three games Jeez. tomorrow, by the way, if you're wondering. Houston and Detroit will start it out. Then Washington football team and Dallas and then Baltimore and Pittsburgh. That is your slate tomorrow night after you get tired Of your family. All right, here we go. You all know it's true. Okay, here we go. Patrick Mahomes putting ketchup. We all know Mahomes loves, loves ketchup. Ketchup on a steak, ketchup on everything. Patrick Mahomes putting ketchup on his Thanksgiving turkey and ham, which he says he will do, is fill in the blank.
2: No, if he's making a sandwich out of it or something, maybe, but I'm not putting ketchup on it. No, I'm not. of turkey. It's not. No, why would you? That's what gravy is for.
3: True. Like, what are you doing? I, I did hear this on uh, um, Shanae and Golik the other day, where mm-hmm. they were talking about if you are putting gravy on something, that means that like, you don't respect the taste of it.
2: No, that's not true.
3: Is it not true? But that's I kind of feel like all. it's true that's because the true. things I need gravy for, I'm like, ah, it's a little dry.
2: I can smother some chicken. I can smother some pork chops and it got gravy on I mean, it. I can put mashed potatoes and gravy. I'm saying, that doesn't.
3: Yeah, but um, mashed potatoes and gravy is one thing. Piece of meat though. No, turkey, you put the gravy. If you smother gravy, it in gravy, it's no, one thing. If the gravy's can, on the side and then you're adding the gravy to it, I'm like, uh eh.
2: You put the gravy on top of the turkey meat because typically most people during Thanksgiving want the turkey breast, which is typically can be a little dry. On That's the way. Saying, a little bit dry.
1: Alabama fatigue. Be.
0: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.
5: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l e c t r i c ebikes.com.